This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris Well, this whole Ukraine story just continues to get more and more complicated, doesn't it? Every day, something new. I could have predicted it. I did predict it. A couple of weeks ago when Zelensky came out and said, there's not going to be any World War III. What did I say? Eh, We're headed for World War III, it sounds like. Why? To me, (laughs) I don't understand why uh, lots of this goes on the way it does. What do you really believe? Don't think for a second that we really understand what's going on, right? So, for example, why does the United States have China surrounded militarily? You know, if you look at a map, it's crazy the influence that we have over there. Well, uh, the American military would tell you that if we weren't there, that China would take over and things would be completely corrupted. Commerce wouldn't move the way that it does now. That's where America was the the big police force because nobody else really had a system that was just at the end of the day, I guess. I don't know. I don't even know if it's accurate to say all this, but it was just that, you know, the United States patrolled the waterways and worldwide has kind of kept the peace, at least in terms of allowing most commerce to take place in most places, right? Well, maybe that's going to shift. Maybe countries like China don't want dollars anymore because they don't see the value in it. Maybe uh, China's having its own debt problem and they want to mask that by through growth. See, growth is the way out of economic trouble. Always growth. Is it? Is it? If the population's not growing, how do you have growth? Well, there's a few ways, right? If you go into, like, African nations, this is what uh, attracts big money into these underdeveloped areas. You go into, you know, a a continent like Africa, and you look at how underdeveloped it is. You say, man, you need roads and infrastructure and schools and hospitals and Amazon and TVs, right? Huge business opportunities just by taking people from – Uh, one quality of life to another. Here, it's kind of saturated, really. Grossly saturated. If you really open your eyes and you look around, and remember I said this, uh, we're just flowing in luxury in this country. Not everywhere. Some of you say, I don't know where you're at, but not where I'm at. True, true enough. The poor uh, in this country has expanded, the poor areas And I believe they've largely gotten worse. They have gotten worse, not I believe. They're dirtier, they're less safe, and the schools have gotten worse as well. The roads and infrastructure seems to have uh, further deteriorated, something that didn't seem possible. How does all this go on, and what does it have to do with one another? What does any of it have to do with anything? Well, really, it's history repeating itself. It really is. We're going to talk about this whole Russia, Ukraine, United States story, China's roadmap to what they say is going to end the conflict in Ukraine. Hmm. 
Interesting. I wonder what that roadmap includes. You, probably something beneficial to China. Uh, Russia's uh, warning to the United States and NATO. Uh, the United States' uh, key inflation measure is way up. But why aren't we hearing about that? It's the inflation measure that the economists, that the financial people use, but not the one that's given the given out politically. Why is that? Amazing, really. But I want to talk about uh, this issue of the United States increasing debt and and what that means and how it all ties together. And maybe the same for China, too. And quite frankly, I really don't know all the details of as how it relates to China and China's debt problem. If there is, I believe there is a, a debt problem for China. But I don't believe it's anywhere near the debt problem that we have here. And then let alone the human toll in China, you know, the, the humanitarian issues that you hear people talk about. But I don't know, if, if you were to look at the ghettos here, is there any less of a humanitarian crisis? And then what about the sabotage that China has clearly uh, partaken in, the Chinese Communist Party and the things that they're doing to meddle in American media and, and, and you name it? Or is it American companies that are kowtowing to China because they want a piece of the market over there? Do you realize how, how big of a basketball market it is? It's crazy. I have another theory to throw at you, by the way. I think that China's army has right about zero will to fight. I'm not saying that a a war with China couldn't be a huge nuisance and and a real problem, actually. But I don't know that the Chinese army has uh, any will to fight like they're going to embark on the next worldwide dynasty that we're going to be speaking Mandarin or something like that. But, you know, in some ways it could be worse. It really could, uh, depending on how things go, really. You start finding that we're getting drone attacks on our infrastructure over here. We're, uh, you know, you've already had problems with power stations being hit and things like that. And what happens if it was going on on a wide scale that we're have rolling blackouts across the country? The vulnerability uh, on our electric grid. Has anybody really thought about it? I was out. Uh, I had a great weekend, by the way, just to interject this here a second. Um, I was able to get out for a nice hike. I went over uh, on this trail that I don't normally go on, and it was really just a, a fantastic little push. Didn't go real far. I've been doing this great leg workout I've been telling you about, and it's just the, the strength and, and stamina of, of my legs is just, uh, it feels great. I was having problems with my, my hip uh, flexors and my strength and my stability and my flexibility. And I really feel great right now. It's just uh, amazing how I've come around. Still got a lot of work to do. I'm going to keep working on it. But to be able to get outside and and do something physical, and it, and it wasn't like I was working. I wasn't building steps or, or digging with the digging bar. I was actually just working out and uh, did some push-ups and, and did an upper, upper body workout. But it was good. And then, oh, let me tell you about this. So, uh, you know, one thing I love about the Philadelphia area is that we really do have a lot of great food. And I credit that to the Italian culture. I'm part Italian. Um, and I think that the Italian cooking is uh, something that I enjoy largely. I like a lot of types of cooking, but I do enjoy uh, Italian flavors and the approach, very traditional 
Um, not all Italian, but I like I, I like most of it. Anyway, there's uh, we have a market close by here that we go to a grocery market. It's not part of a chain, and they have a fantastic bakery and and meats and uh, just a, a great lineup there. And then up the road, we have uh, an Italian market, a little Italian market. And this place is just phenomenal. Well, my wife picked up uh, roast beef from the Italian market and then these uh, fresh rolls. You know, I haven't been eating much bread. Uh, but this weekend was a treat for me. I went to lunch with a friend. I got a little pizza, pepperoni pizza, hot out of the oven. You can't get it anywhere else like you can here in this area. It just doesn't happen. Then I had this great... Uh, roast beef with with horseradish, and uh, otherwise I, I ate very healthy, and uh, I got some working out, got some exercise, and uh, it felt good. But it was just a great time to be here uh, in this part of the country. I don't know; it's weird. I, I heard it was like snowing in El Hay or something. I don't know; not that far south, I don't think. But um, it's nice here. That's like we flip flopped. I'll, I'll take it. I thought this would be very nice if uh, we could have Los Angeles weather here. And they'll get ours. They can, I'll send my snowblower out there. I'll, I will donate my snowblower in order to make that change if it happens. But I do want to keep the food. You know, the bread and the rolls and, and so forth from here. Um, you know, New Jersey, New York, they also enjoy some some good uh, bakery products. But they say it's the water. It's the water. And, you know, interestingly, I don't know where these rolls came from. It's a different bakery. There's a couple of big Amoroso rolls are the big roll. I'm not a – Amoroso's a good roll. Uh, they're fresh. They're good. Conchahawken Bakery has a phenomenal roll. But this roll was really good. And I don't know the Italian market. I think they might be making their own. They've got an incredible roll as well. All right. Anyway, uh, what's going to happen with Ukraine? Are we going to World War III? Is it going to be worse? Let me uh, just mention a couple of quick stories here. Uh, Russia – uh, China, I guess, has indicated that they are going to give drones to, to, to Russia. China's going to give drones to Russia. I don't know if Iran is going to send more. Why isn't Iran sending more? Uh, why are they using so many? Is it being effective? What aren't we being told about all this? Why is Russia relying so heavily on these drones? Pretty fascinating, really. Um Zelensky says he's going to meet with Z, and Z in China said that they have this roadmap to peace. Okay, uh, at the same time, this dirty little secret. What once again? What are you not hearing about? Matter of fact, let me just pull up uh, U.S. debt ceiling. Yes, let's see if there's any current news. Well, one day ago. Yellen says, uh, we'll talk deficit reduction with Republicans, not debt limit. I guess uh, Janet Yellen thinks that she's going to make the decision. There's a fight going on here. Debt ceiling divides voters over raising taxes or cutting spending. I would say bunk. That is bunk. That's from NPR. Well, it is in the news. You just don't see it. You don't hear it being pushed around in the top headlines. U.S. debt ceiling is Bloomberg. U.S. debt ceiling standoff is nothing compared to a debt bomb scenario. Let's let me see what a debt bomb scenario. I, I have to. I have to. I'm biting on the click. I did it. There you go. Let's see. Oh, you have to be a subscriber. All right. Well. <laughs> 
America's uh, massive debt pile is a cry for help. Interesting. It's only going to go up. You watch. Anyway, $19 trillion more in debt is currently projected. $50 trillion. Let me just see. Even if the population grows to, to $400 million during that time, $50 trillion divided by, uh, we're going to do $400 million. Let's see what that number is. What would that be? What would the debt be per person? Four hundred trillion divided by yeah. Give me the answer there. What happened? What I I it's supposed to be easy to do this. Fifty trillion divided by. What is going on here? It's not going to give me the answer. Eighteen trillion dollars. Well, it's a lot of money. It's, uh, I don't know why it's not doing the math on that. Pretty freaky. Let me try a different search engine, I guess. It's probably about $120,000 for every man, woman. Yeah, it would be what? $120,000. Yeah, $120,000 for every man, woman, and child in this country. $120,000 just in the national debt. And do you realize what the interest costs on that are? How can it possibly continue? I've asked this question before. And what then? And what and what at 50 trillion? What happens then? Where you know where where, where do we go from there? Does all of a sudden is that when we say, oh, we're gonna need some austerity measures? I don't know. Makes no sense to me. Why, why would we allow this to go on? It's like Harry Carey, really, for the country, the future of the country. What did I say? Uh, 10, uh, 19 trillion in 10 years, I'll be 62. Fantastic. Really looking great for my retirement. I'll be living off the land down here, if I'm lucky. If I'm lucky, I'll be able to scrape together the money to buy some solar panels. At least I'll have some light. And I'll stock up on some firewood for a little heat. And I can, I can grow some potatoes out back uh, and, and live like they did in the Great Depression. This is what my retirement's shaping up to be. Me and a lot of others, right? What's the, what's the upside? Nobody's painting a vision out of this. It's a bad situation. Well, if there's going to be a debt write-down, you better be careful about that. Because, yes, the Chinese hold debt, but you know who holds most of the U.S. debt? American retirees. You going to move back in with your kids? Oh, boy. Is that what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to move in with They can't afford houses. How am I going to move back in with them? What is going it's, to? It's reaching ep- epic proportions now. It really is. I kind of sit back in, in broad amazement. It's like I say to you, I mean, really, we're uh, by design kind of set up to, to, to go to deal with this. You know, my grandparents came out of the Depression. My mother remembered that. And I haven't forgotten that what can happen. I've seen the destruction of a country. I've, see, I've seen a country turn black, the lights out, black like you've never seen black before. The whole country, dark, like dark room, dark, black. 
maddening black. You, you want to think that it's not uh, cataclysmic. How do you live through that? Imagine the uh, Palestine, oh, Palestino, Ohio uh, going on all over the place. Look at what's going on. What do you do? You say, well, I got to leave. What do you just pack up and you know, walk away from everything that you own? You've got a mortgage. You've got responsibilities. You've got kids in school. Uh, do I stay here? Do I, what do I do? What happens <clears throat> if there's more and more of that? Look at Ukraine, the disruption there. Many places where this is going on. And we sit back and we say, well, it could never happen here. The hell it can't. Absolutely it could. Is it likely? You know, I, I don't know what that means in, in real practical terms, right? But I know that for me, I'd like to be as ready as I can. If I do have to go, I want to be able to go as best I can, I guess. But we are in big trouble. And then there's a lot of indication that China is too. So you got this power play, race to the bottom. I don't know. It's crazy. Russia uh, warns the U.S. and NATO. They don't want any more expansion. Moscow, by the way, says that it provided no security guarantees for Biden's visit to Kiev. My buddy says it's Kiev. It's Kiev. I don't want to say Kiev. I say Kiev. When, when did that change come in? Does anybody know the history of that? Am I saying it wrong? I don't know. Here's a list here from Reuters also being talked about. The country's in the grip of debt crises. Crises. The country, is that how you say that? Country's in the grip of debt crises, I think, right? That's how you'd say that. Uh, there's quite a few. Not Egypt is one of them. Why is that? Well, interest rates went up, this tightening, and guess what? It affects, there's a big ripple effect. And it's not that it's a lot of debt. It's not even a lot of money hanging out there to these countries. They literally have nothing. Emerging markets, lots of opportunity in these places. Why isn't it happening? Why isn't the development happening there? Why aren't the people staying there? Why isn't the investment money going uh, to where the people are? It's hard to make change to allow it. And I don't think people realize that what has to be in place for there to be a, a capitalist system, all this anger and angst about capitalism, it's not the capitalism that's the problem. It's the fiat money that's the problem. And it's amazing how blind people are to that. And if China's having the same problem, which it appears that they are, I don't know. Key U.S. inflation measure surges at the fastest rate since June. The Federal Reserve's preferred inflation gauge rose last month at its fastest pace since June, an alarming sign that price pressures remain entrenched in the United States economy and could lead the Fed to keep raising interest rates well into this year. Will uh, oil go up? That's the million-dollar question. Because if oil goes up again, it could really mean big trouble. What's going to be the situation if that happens? Nobody really knows. So what does all this have to do with one another? Well, everybody needs, not, not everybody, the United States and China, and I guess India to some degree, and maybe uh, Russia also has some interest in a different way, but they have this uh, desire for growth. And then you have all these pawns in this whole situation, ranging from Iran to North Korea to small European countries, you know, countries that the United States uses like Kuwait, um, Saudi Arabia, that whole you know, situation has, has become really strained. 
Uh, there's been this real tipping of world power. And, you know, you heard about China's Belt and Road Initiative where they're off, basically offering loans to these countries. And they're going and saying, hey, we'll come in with our money and our support for you. And um, countries are taking it. People are doing business with India. India has a lot to offer in many ways. I don't know. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see. I'm going to say to you that I think that a world, the likelihood of a World War III is really, really low, barring somebody doing something really stupid, which is, is very plausible, you know, like firing off a, a nuke as a, as a shot over the bow, and, and that may not be perceived that way. Uh, but I don't think so. And I, I don't think that this conflict in Ukraine is what we're being, they say 150,000 dead Russian soldiers. I don't believe it. I don't believe it's nearly as widespread as we're, we're having believed. Um, I believe it's more of a cutting off the power and, and disruption kind of war. And maybe that's the new face of, of war. You know, there are some indications that there's not a lot of will to fight in the Russian army. Why is that? Is there any will to fight in our army? I don't know that there is. But the other thing that just keeps striking me as really, really strange is how are we going to go to war with China when they make everything for everybody? I mean, you're talking about if we were to completely cut off trade with China, and, and how does that work exactly? Like if we say, you know, China's a national security threat, which they pretty much are completely. You know, the, the, the pushing away should have happened a long time ago. You know, the, the very same Democrats that are beating the war drum with China were the ones arguing about the Trump's tariffs. How's that exactly? Why aren't we asking that question? Were Trump's tariffs right? you doggone right they were. Were his efforts to repatriate businesses, were they a good idea? Yeah, absolutely they were. You know, they said, oh, he's a nationalist. He's a white supremacist, nationalist, Nazi. That's what he is. I don't know. Maybe a pragmatist would be another word to use. What, why was everybody so against it? And now they say they want to start a war, but they made no provisions to, to fill these gaps, including how to make ammunition, for God's sake. Apparently, if we can't crank out cars, how are we going to crank out tanks and F-18s and whatever for, for a war? Can't uh, get people to uh, join now. They're more the military's more focused on integrating transgender people into the ranks and and combine and making everything co-ed. They've they've completely muddled. You know what it means to be a proud warrior. That whole concept has just I guess been determined to be racist, irrelevant, outdated. I don't know all the above. Meanwhile, the world's coming apart at the seams. I think the only saving grace um, is that, and I've said this before, you know, I don't think these other militaries really have the will to fight. China apparently is building a lot of ships, building this huge navy. So what? There's only so much. What, are they going to control the, control the waterways? That would be very interesting. I think... Uh, very realistically, we could expect more and more chaos 
internally and globally, more uh, infrastructure issues, uh, train derailments, boat collisions, plane collisions, more of that, um, you know, more fires, more problems. Is it sabotage, purposeful, neglect, all the above, foreign attack? I don't know, but I would expect it to get worse and worse. The turbulence is going to grow and grow. Somehow, the, the whole currency issue, it's going to blow up. Will it be at $50 trillion? I don't really know. It's really hard to say. Really hard to say what the tipping point is. I can't fathom right now how the heck we even justify printing that much from, like, who, who takes that money at this point? You know, I don't know. I don't know. He, I was, I'll tell you this. Maybe I mentioned this. My wife was talking about investing, and, I, and she specifically said, you know, uh, uh, real estate you know, seems to be how a lot of people invest in real estate. And, you know, I, I've spent a, a lot of time investing in real estate. And I said, you know, I, I would not invest in real estate right now. I know Robert Kiyosaki saying the same thing, whatever that's worth. Uh, I don't see Donald Trump doing any new deals right now, do you? You know, I see the Chinese Communist Party buying up real estate, uh, but I don't know if it's a good idea. People have gotten out. There was a mass exodus of, of, of CEOs, a mass selling of real estate and businesses, huge turnover, huge, resold, repackaged, all kinds of uh, you know uh, changing of hands. Not everything. You know, there's still areas where there's old money and and tying up real estate that's been held for uh, generations and generations. Um, but there was a big switch. People got out. To get in now with the changes in the, in the regulations and the market conditions and the turmoil, I don't know. I wouldn't want to be doing it. I'm a little older now, so, you know, my perspective's different. I want to tell you this, though. It's not to say that there's no opportunities. I think that there's fantastic opportunities. This AI stuff, this uh, working with, with data, just a few. I think that there's huge opportunities in healthcare if you know how to do it right. Um, there's some, some fantastic things going on. And um, I don't know, it's just a matter of, of finding, and even just in everyday things like uh, you know, uh, vehicle maintenance and, 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 and home improvements. I see people flipping houses. And if you can put together a crew or you just, you know, go through, that's a great service, I think, to go into homes that, uh, in neighborhoods that, that need updating and, you know, buy up these homes wholesale and, and flip them. That I see as a real opportunity done properly. One of those pockets in the real estate market. Um, anyway, it's very interesting, the changes, but a tough time as well. And I think that uh, you got to be very, very smart, very cautious today with everything and, and definitely plan ahead. I, I don't see it changing. I really don't. How could you predict that? There's no plan to do that. Even if Trump gets elected at this point, just in terms of the debt, you know, how, how's there a huge fundamental shift? You know, how, how does that? You might see a change in the, in, the, in the foreign dynamic, I would expect, you know, business optimism probably. Um, but, you know, Trump doesn't want to touch Social Security. There's a human, you know, people say, oh, don't you dare touch Social Security. Somebody's going to touch it. It's going to have to be touched one way or the other. Or they just uh, continue to run up debt, 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 uh, which seems to be the path that we're on. What's it going to lead to? 
more turmoil, turmoil, turmoil. That's all I can say. And I'm not the only one predicting that. It's history repeating itself. It really is. I guess it's the weakness of government. Uh, the willingness to print fiat money. I don't know. What can I say? Hey, God willing, I hope to be back tomorrow. I hope to sh- sure hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great day. <laughs>